Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, friend. Welcome back to part two with Adam Curry. We dive even deeper into this episode, into the realm of consciousness. And at the end of this episode, he starts to get into C60, carbon 60. You're going to start to hear about a lot. I think this is where we enter the mind lamp, Adam's two secret weapons for unlimited energy. He talks more about the luminous. Um, because I don't listen to these after I record them, I have no idea what we talked about uh, at this point. But I know that it definitely gets even juicier towards the end. So you're going to love part two if you liked part one. Because as you already know, Adam is an incredibly smart cookie. He's working on truly groundbreaking stuff. He's kind of kept me in the loop a little bit with his work and what's going on. And man, we have some fascinating stuff coming into the future of technology, spirituality, consciousness. And so, you know, it's out there. You just kind of have to find it. So you're going to love part two. Uh, thanks again for listening. Thanks for coming along. If you want to support the podcast, three easy ways are to leave a review. If you've been thinking about leaving a review, then please leave a review. I know it takes a minute, um, but it's super helpful. Uh, sharing an episode is is super great. So share it from the blog um, and uh, go to mattbelair.com forward slash store and sign up for some free stuff. So get some sync tuition, binaural beats. Uh, what else is over there? Dr. Doctor Nick Soils. Uh, he's the man. He's going to be coming up soon. The greatest essential oils on the planet. And uh, just to my friends and stuff that'll kind of, you know, come in the woodworks as I learn and grow. And people are always sharing with me new things. So I just do my best to discern what I think is good and try it and stuff like that. Um, and then whatever I kind of vouch for, I put on there. But as always, make up your own choice, do your own research. It's just the best I'm doing. I don't really know what the hell I'm doing. Um, but I'm just trying to talk to the people who I respect and, and trust and, you know, make my decision based on that the best I can. So happy to share that. But, uh, yeah, vocabulary's on there. Mark England's the man. You can re-listen to that episode. So he's in there. So, you know, there's some good stuff in there. Um, what else? Oh yeah. Christmas is coming. If you want to buy the Zen athlete book, that's an awesome book. If you got, uh, some, friends and the family and also it's a guide to self-mastery one of the best personal development books of 2017 for sure because it's straight to the point and uh, it's the same stuff that i use to help you know pro athletes really take their game up another notch and uh, if it's applied to regular everyday life you're you know you're going to be doing well so i don't know we don't need to i'm rambling again um yeah there's lots of lots of stuff in the cooker my brain is Dealing with life and overwhelm and learning and education and all kinds of stuff. So um, just appreciate you coming along. And before we dive into this episode, let's just get centered up real quick. Probably today, me, it's uh, needed for more than you because I'm not even speaking normally. Uh, but yeah, so let's do this. So uh, all you need to do is just stop wherever you are. Just taking a deep breath in through your nose. And just set the intention to relax yourself as deeply as you can as you breathe out slowly. Taking another deep breath in through your nose. Just imagine a powerful white, golden, platinum, crystalline light coming down from the universe and pulsing through every cell and every muscle and every fiber and atom of your being. Just connecting you with universal source and spirit the higher dimensions in the spirit realm, if you believe in that kind of thing, ascended masters, archangels, all that kind of amazing stuff, or even past loved ones and energetic beings. Just allow yourself to sit in this positive energy. Imagine the sun coming down and giving you its healing, powerful life force. And then just imagine the earth is sending you energy up through your feet 
through every cell and every muscle and molecule of your being and just center yourself. And as you connect to this peace and power of universal energy and energy from the earth, just begin to emanate this energy to your immediate surroundings, just five feet from your body. Then imagine it go 10 feet, 20 feet, 100 feet, 1,000 feet, beginning to spread across your city, your country, the planet, the entire galaxy. Just seeing yourself amid as this powerful being connected to all things. Just enjoy this energy for a little bit. Staying here as long as you'd like. So there you go. We're nice and centered to drop in part two with Adam Curry. Could you potentially take these ingredients that you're putting in and make a different batch for a different outcome in the future? It went, once Absolutely. you have this, this technology? Okay, interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, we, we're focusing on, um, on pain relief and inflammation reduction because it's a huge problem. It's like the, you know, we're young people, but the, the number of humans in the world that are suffering from pain is enormous and it's a daily thing. Um, and as, as we learn more about the long-term effects of, of taking NSAIDs or other chemical anti-inflammatories, um, you know, I, I think that people are going to be looking for supplementary alternatives or additional treatment paradigms altogether. And this has really made a, a big difference among the people that we've given it to among our early customers. Um, but it, it's only the beginning, right? So there's all kinds of other things that you can do based on this technology platform uh, beyond just inflammation reduction, which is one of the reasons why it's exciting. Um, <clears throat> we've uh, been working on a formula that, um, well, we've been working on a lot of formulas and we're, we're looking forward to, uh, to coming out with new, new things. I'm not involved in, uh, in, in that process. Um, just kind of more of helping supplementary uh, capacity right now, but I do get to uh, do get to test a lot of the new stuff, and it's it's pretty cool. Um, some of the benefits of the toys you get to play with when you're working in mad science. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. I I wish I was just you know in your neighborhood. You kind of remind me of a good friend of mine that I had in Whistler's name's Adam Poole, and uh, he's a tech genius. So whenever you were near him your computer would be always maxed out upgraded with the new software you know all that kind of stuff and if he were traveling then basically you'd be left to where where it was when he left so you know it seems like you're really on the forefront of some really interesting technologies some really interesting breakthroughs um when we're talking here and i'm looking at the websites and some of the stuff you're looking at and i think it was in time I don't know if it's Time Magazine or one of those big ones, but it was talking about cyborgs and um, you know technology. They're putting um, uh, things in in lenses, and so it looks like really the sky is the limit as far as technology and biology, technology and human interaction. Um, from your view and what you're looking at, how do you see that playing out? You know, do you see it as a benefit? Some people are freaking out because of the cyborg thing. Um, I think like anything, if used responsibly, we're using new technologies to really increase the quality of life, um, also enhance human performance. So I've seen some interesting things in as far as augmented reality goes and the information that we can perceive, you know, to upgrade, to make ourselves safer, to um, improve our performance for whatever the case is. But where do you see us going five, 10 years down the road or what would be the ideal situation for you with this merge and expansion of consciousness and technology um, and using them, you know, benevolently because you're, the mission statement at uh, Bionatus is, is really fantastic. And even if we just look at that alone, um, I'm just going to read it real quick because I think it's, it's really beautiful. Um, and that's why I knew I loved Peter because I met him in Egypt and he gave me his card and I researched it. And then just right on the website, I read the mission statement and it's so wonderful, but it says, uh, Bionatus focuses on developing breakthrough scientific discoveries into successful end stage businesses with significant global impact. 
occupying a unique role as both the founders and co-executives of our companies. We provide strategic and business development oversight while maintaining guiding principles that are focused above and beyond just financial return, rooted in delivering technologies that benefit humanity and the environment. And that's it. You know, if you can kind of build your business from just that core principle of benefiting others, but also being environmentally consciousness or conscious, you can't really go wrong. Um, and if you do it at a massive scale, that's even better. Um, so I kind of I kind of ranted there. Um, I don't know if I formulated a question, sure. but um, I'm wondering if you can just either speak on that or or really just anything you'd recommend to a young tech person out there because I I can't really speak to those guys. There's a lot of young, really brilliant minds out there, and uh, you're doing really awesome work with a lot of integrity. So you know, there's a lot of young guys out there that could probably make massive breakthroughs as well if they can steer their intention and their genius in the right direction. Yeah, and to the extent that I, I can speak to those people, the like the world is changing very quickly, and it's the the possibilities that you know of of new paradigm science coming into the world of really remarkable new technologies of new ways of doing things. I'm on the inside, and I can tell you that this stuff is happening. Right, it's. Uh, the things that you're imagining as science fiction are, are starting to come true, and although it's not really out in the public yet, um, uh, the positioning has started to happen among those who are in the know because we're we're entering a new, very new uh, world, and um, fortunately, it's going to be, I think, more decentralized than we ever expected, which is great, and that means that there's a lot of opportunity for um, for young people or old people or anyone that that knew that there was more out there either technologically or scientifically or, or whatever it is in the world to um, to get involved and be a part and to articulate your vision of the future. Um, that's just not a nice thing to say. I, like, I actually mean it and we're actually doing it. Like, and we're not the only ones who are actually doing it. And, and for us to take a, to kind of like take a stand, I guess, and say, look, um, There are there are very beneficial things about the way that reality works that have been overlooked that we can take advantage of and we can we can lead the way has made all the difference for us because people care when you're doing something that is interesting and that can benefit others and people care and they'll listen to you and they'll invest with you and they'll take your product um, in in ways that just really aren't possible with something that's just kind of boring or that doesn't have soul or that doesn't impact. It's not an impact kind of operation, right? So um, don't be afraid to get a little unusual. Let's put it that way, and to say thing, then to sort of say what you really think, because uh, y'all are going to be like the leaders. Those who do are going to be the leaders in the um, like the sort of uh, cultural influencers in the years to come. So then you asked also about. <clears throat> about biology and technology merging or consciousness and technology merging. And that's, I, th I think Entangled is an important part of that conversation and it will become a more important part of that conversation. There's a lot to say about that. Um, I think it boils down to whether or not we're going to be, whether or not we end up living in like a human civilization or an inhuman civilization. And that depends very much on the choices that we're going to be making right now. Um, if you watch science fiction movies, you get this idea from virtually all of them that there's this inevitable dystopic future that lays for us at the end of sophisticated technology. I don't want to think that that fate is already decided. Like, you know, if you have some sort of crazy AI that takes over and decides that humans are bad and tries to kill us or, you know, whatever version of this stuff it is. Um, or that we upload our minds into machines and we just lose all sense of um, what is familiar to us about being human. Mm. I don't. The, the future is consistently surprising, and technology itself is consistently surprising. So we may end up in a world that is not at all what we expected, and um, that's the only thing that's about consistent about the future and technology. Um, but I would I would hope that like 
when it comes to making this decision about what what future we're going to live in, a properly understanding consciousness, I think, is a very critical and understated part of of what what that choice is going to be. For example, if you let the the thinking about consciousness lead your decisions, and that thinking is a that consciousness is an illusion, that it's not real, that it's if you have a sophisticated enough um, collection of computer uh, of computer chips and calculating ability and software that you can somehow end up with an AI, then um, first of all, your worries are going to be, be misplaced and you're not actually going to make breakthroughs, but you're going to be subconsciously or not kind of developing this future that is a very disconnected kind of future. However, if you can actually learn something from consciousness research, um, you learn that consciousness is not really, it's, it's a lot more complicated and difficult and probably further away from understanding than, um, than, um, we're, than we're getting <laughs> from popular science magazines and from, um, and from the future. And I think it's more interesting and more complicated and more difficult in the ways that preserve what it means to be human, the qualities that I think most of us don't want to see go away. I think, a, I don't know exactly what those are, but I think a lot of it has to do with the extent to which our experience or our consciousness is a part of something that loops us all in, that connects us all. Um, and that is that has a dignity that should be preserved, right? And that the the like the, each human's expression of that has a dignity that should be preserved uh, and not given up. Consciousness research, to me, points very clearly to that fact. Um, I would hope that we can develop more of a symbiotic relationship with the future technologies that are coming down the line let's say a non-symbiotic one, I mean, this is kind of a subjective opinion, but, you know, implanting chips in our brains or whatever, um, not so symbiotic to me, but maybe a technology that uses um, the way that a consciousness collapses a wave function to deliver to it certain experiences or content or interacts with the, the built environment in new ways. I think that's more symbiotic and that's non-invasive and it's not necessarily taking away from the the kinds of things that I personally would want to preserve about being human. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Man, well, you know, it's interesting that you use the word loop because uh, a lot of my research has been into, you know, consciousness as, as far as, um, you know, expanding my consciousness through meditation or Zen or lucid dreaming, astral projection, things like that. You know, what, how can I manipulate my own consciousness with my own consciousness, with my own breathing, with my own, you know, with, with making the body do different things, you know, Wim Hof breathing, being, uh, being in China with monks doing these weird things. Um, and when you're talking about the loop, you know, what I've learned through mass manipulation in media is that, you know, whatever we are presented with, we need to make sense of it. So if I say to the audience, don't imagine a pink elephant or try not to imagine um, a yellow hippopotamus, for you to make sense of what I'm saying, you ha your mind uh, has to bring up that image to figure out what the heck I'm talking about. And so when I see media um, and a really excellent documentary, I recommend people checking out is Edward Bernays century of the self. And he was Sigmund Freud's nephew and was responsible for, you know, basically the mass manipulation and what we're into today with just how we can manipulate the masses through fear and propaganda. And so when our consciousness loop in media and television, and like you say on TV, it's all dystopic and what can go wrong and war and more and more we just keep running this loop of what that possibility is and my perception and belief is that as we are all just watching this our minds and our consciousness is trying to make sense of what we're viewing on the screen and as it does that it's sending a signal out to all beings on the planet like a frequency so we're basically plugging in our consciousness like a projector and then flinging it out to the mass consciousness to the field um and you know basically the research is showing is like we are having an effect on ourselves and everybody so one of the shifts i would love to see 
really quickly would be a shift in media, you know, really painting the possibilities of what if it goes right? What is the most ideal future? You know, consistent movies and TV and media about, you know, maybe they, they like to say like, oh, that doesn't sell, but I don't know if that's true. Like there's storyline, sure. And sure, you know, some movies should be whatever tragic, but, you know, unless somebody can imagine the idea first, then that puts it out into the field. Um, I kind of wrote about this on my Instagram today about what is possible versus impossible. And, you know, for a while, everybody was like, flight is impossible. Well, the Wright brothers didn't think so. Michelangelo didn't think so. Uh, I, you know, or was it Michelangelo or Leonardo? Which, can't remember. Remember? Uh, da Vinci. Thank you. Yeah, that's <laughs> a big miss over two. And I said, it was the last Burning Man too. Yeah, but he is working on flight back then because his mind can imagine it. And if he could have spread that idea on a mass scale to everybody in the world at that one time, and then whatever percentage could be like, you know what, maybe we can do this. We're now opening the doors to those possibilities. But as we continually get perpetuated with the doors or the possibilities of technology ruining the world and you know another country ruining the world and another religion ruining the world and your neighbor you know ruining your world um for you to figure it out you know both it's affecting you and the mass consciousness so um i think that your research is is going to prove that and we need to be you know, from my view, very careful for, with what we're perpetuating and a very, very fast way to shift your own consciousness is to shut that off instantly, shut off all the negative news feeds and things like that. And if you still want to get your information, sure, but limit it because if you keep diving down that rabbit hole, you're going to get more and more and more of it. So I think it's the fastest way to uh, increase your own uh, quality of, of reality. And I'm not sure if, if your researcher our thoughts kind of mirror that. Totally. I, I really like the phrase quality of reality because that's kind of what it is, right? I mean, if um, you can watch mainstream news all day and you your mood starts to change and you just get kind of poisoned with uh, a lot of this like crisis mode and negativity that um, that their particular agenda is trying to push upon you. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's easy to get wrapped up in and so, yeah, do a little check, do a scan of your, of your, uh, the quality of your reality and you can, um, you're a conscious person, right? So you can start to bring things in that, that change that it really does start to make a difference. It really does. There's a, there's a concept in self-improvement circles that says you're the average of the five people around whom you spend most of your time. Uh, rather true, um, for a lot of different reasons, right? When it comes to the kind of like, let's just call it like the more metaphysical mind matter interaction stuff, um, it's possible that the, the type of effect that we're seeing with the random number generators and the intention is some part of the chain of how our thoughts can affect things in some small way that bring that in, like bring somebody or something into our macroscopic world. That's quite possible. Um, we don't know the full mechanism yet, but I, I think that there's something to it. And if, if so, that that means that there's, there's like our, our thoughts definitely have some, some real power in the world and not just at the world of the quantum, but it, it may indeed have some sort of macroscopic effect. We're seeing more and more that there are quantum effects in biology. Well, if there's quantum effects in biology, then can there be mind matter interaction effects unprobabilistic stuff inside the brains of someone else, right? Is, are we looking at the opening of um, other types of, of communication and human-to-human -human interaction that we're just starting to explore? It's possible. It's possible. Um, certainly not in the minority thinking, thinking so. Um, I, you know, one of my favorite stories is 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 
it's related to what you're talking about as, as far as like being around people or situations that are going to influence your decision to think something is possible or impossible. So in the uh, 1850s, 1860s, the group of abolitionists in the United States were going around and saying, we need to end slavery because slavery is wrong, right? And not too many people disagreed with them on the premise that slavery is wrong. You know, that like owning humans and putting them to work and so forth, like humans as property was, uh, was an idea that was widely uncomfortable. <clears throat> the pushback that the abolitionists received was more like this. If the slaves are freed, who's going to pick the cotton? Right, so if if you were from the future and you went back, or no, let's just say that you're an abolitionist and you said, I've seen the future and we don't need slaves to pick the cotton because in another few decades, there's going to be these machines and uh, these machines are going to have these like mechanical arms and they're going to be powered by this stuff made of like compressed fossilized Jurassic plants and vegetations and dinosaur bones or whatever. And then we're going to extract it and we're going to refine it and ship it over here. And we're going to like create this device that sprays this stuff into a cylinder and then it's going to explode in just the right way. And it's going to create all this like um, motion in the machine and the machine is going to pick the cotton. And uh, so therefore, you know, we can get rid of that. You know, they'd look at you and they'd go, you're absolutely insane. Right. But of course, no one would say that because no one could possibly predict those things. But the point, but the point is that like the future can sometimes surprise you and um, being around people that are, that have their like moral compass or, or their, their compass kind of pointed in the right direction, like in a positive future can make all the difference versus people that um, are going to find various reasons why, you shouldn't be doing what you're doing or just basically to sort of influence you one way or the other um operating on like what they think is the like the best information available but um it really isn't the best message and of course the moral argument there won out right that slavery is wrong and we sort of systematically did away dismantled with with um that institution as we know it and there was a bit of, I think that there was a bit of faith um, that there's, that we'll find a way to, <laughs> to pick the cotton. <laughs> and, you know, it, it took different forms, but it got done, right? So, um, yeah, so be, yeah, sort of being around people who have their compass, like straight, can help you make the right decisions. And uh, if done in faithfulness, then things will work out, I think. I like that, man. Yeah, no, I think the, the comp, I like just the word, the compass. And, um, just to speak on that example, you know, if you, if you let go of the old paradigm, the more people working on the new paradigm, the faster it's going to come. And, um, you know, people working together can create any reality. It's just a decision that we make, the solution will be made. But if you don't look and put energy and thought and, um, effort toward the new solution, it can't happen. Well, it, it might happen naturally. It happens slowly through evolution or whatever. Um, you could even go backwards in time if, if they're just, you know, two heads, you know, hitting each other. But, you know, we may as well go hand in hand in harmony. It just seems to make sense. Um, you know, one of the questions I know we got to wrap up here because you're at work and you've, you've given me some of your precious time as you're making these technologies that are going to change the world who even knows what you're working on i you know i would love to be a fly on the wall as i see some of these new technologies and breakthroughs happen um but one thing i wanted to ask is uh you know and you've touched on it a little bit but um what is consciousness to you like what is important for people to understand about consciousness to empower them and if you could give one belief or perspective or change on the planet that everybody would just adopt and it would just um, be, you know, it would just be adopted on the planet. What, what would you give? What would you switch or change or offer? <clears throat> so the definition of consciousness is like sort of famously difficult. Uh, and it, that word means different things to different people, but um coming more from like this, the, like, let's objectify it and study it point of view. 
uh, consciousness is it's your awareness, right? So it's your self-awareness. It's the fact that you are aware at all. Um, trying to explain why a like four pounds of wet brain could become aware of itself and contemplate itself is a good way of thinking about the mystery of consciousness. It's like you have to use consciousness to understand what to think about what consciousness is, and that that thinking about what consciousness is, that witnessing your mind thinking about it and definitions, uh, that is that is your awareness, and um, all people have it, right? So it's not something that you have to earn through being enlightened or whatever. We're not talking about that. We're talking about something that is innate to yourself, uh, perhaps as close to you as anything that uh, could be, right? So it's your memories, your feelings, your experiences, your day-to-day -day kind of witnessing. Simultaneously, it's the most mysterious thing that we've ever encountered, which is kind of fun to think about. Um, I personally think that consciousness is not, it's not confined to the, to just people, uh, but the domain of consciousness is like more or less everything. So certainly all biological life, um, you know, you could, there's people who would make arguments that there's degrees of consciousness, right? <clears throat> From less complicated organisms onto humans and beyond, maybe. But the point is that, that you've got it. And it's more than just, in my opinion, I think more than just an illusion of the brain, um, that it is a thing that in some way it does connect you to, uh, to, to all people who share that thing of being conscious. Uh, and I think so because it must interact somehow with a fabric of physical reality. Um, that's not going to be a surprise to a lot of people who don't come from this. Let's objectify it and study it point of view. Um, but I think that if there was one shift in, in somebody's life surrounding the consciousness question um, that I would recommend, it would be to start paying attention to coincidences, to synchronicities. I think that the um, if it's true that our mind is sort of influencing somehow our environment, our, the things and the people around us, um, and that our subconscious mind is much, much smarter than our conscious mind, <clears throat> then there are there are these little meaningful coincidences that will enter into your day, right? And very often these things can, there can be real gems on the other side of following them. Um, and I know for myself, it's made all the difference, noticing the coincidences, following the coincidences, um, and then trying to unpack what coincidence and synchronicity is from the point of view of uh, like a consciousness researcher. It's been really rewarding. So, yeah, I, I think that we all have something in our lives that we want to overcome or we want to achieve or we want to get from A to B, and you don't know how to get there. And that's okay, because we have this great intelligence inside of us, this consciousness that I think acts kind of like, it's almost like the whole universe is like, like it's like a sorting mechanism in some ways. And um you can be taken to, you, you can go through some very unlikely paths to sort of get to the other side of what you want. And, you know, I, I get to talk to a lot of people about, um, I get to have a lot of deep conversations with a lot of interesting people and a lot of successful people. And this is the one thing that is very common among all of them is that um, there are these synchronicities or interesting things that happen around some of the most meaningful events in their life. And, um, Follow the clues and pay attention to the clues and the synchronicities because it can send you on an interesting journey. That's what I'd say. Awesome, brother. I love it, man. That's really cool. Um, this has been a very fascinating hour and a half. Um, I would love to chat with you all day, every day, um, but uh, I know you got a lot of work to do. You're a busy man. So first of all, I just want to thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your effort and your dedication. Um, I think that we're both 
consciousness explores and you're doing it in a polar opposite way than my brain naturally understands and um, coming into your world. So it's, it's great to uh, learn from the research that you're doing and putting out so then I can bring it into my field, learn about it and upgrade my own life. So thank you from a personal note. Of course. And, uh, <laughs> and um, so I just wanted to ask if there's um, anything that you wanted to leave the listeners with, or if there's anything that you wish that I had asked and you want to kind of talk about before we end off, you know, the floor is yours. Mm. Thank you, brother. So you, um, you're a, uh, you're a Zen athlete, right? I think your website says in it, which is a cool. <laughs> My website says it, then it must be true. Yeah. Um, I have, you know, I, I, I work a lot and I have a couple of secret weapons for maintaining the energy and the, and the focus to do so. One is wearing these patches, like the luminous patches up here, which just eliminates the fatigue for me. Um, but I've been playing with something else for about a year, which has been pretty powerful. And um, <clears throat> if, if some of you guys are athletes that are listening, you might find this interesting too. So I've, it's, a, it's a molecule uh, that I've been eating for the past 18 months. Um, the story goes that uh, a couple of years ago, there was a university in Paris, and they were tasked to study the toxicity of a nanoparticle um, that was going to be finding its way into industrial applications. And they wanted to make sure that it you know, wasn't harmful. So the researchers took these rats and mice, and lifespan, of, I, think it was, I think in this case it was mice, lifespan of laboratory mice are very well known. And uh, they fed this um, molecule to the, the mice, and they didn't get sick, but they ended up living beyond their lifespan, and then 2x, two times their normal life. And somewhere after they crossed the, the mark of living, I think it was twice their lifespan, they had to kill them and end the study. There was another group that uh, repeated the same results with rats and found that the rats fed this, this molecule or living you know, twice their age or more. Um, and on looking at their organs and everything, they're, they're really clean. They don't look as though they've aged as much. Fascinating stuff. So my buddy um, told me about uh, this research, and I remember hearing about it and then forgetting about it. Um, so a uh, couple, so 18 months ago, um, I was introduced to a guy who was actually starting to make this stuff because he had given it to his mom, his 90-year-old mom. And uh, she was losing her eyesight and she was starting to get dementia. And so she took this, I think, for like a couple of months and her mind fog cleared up and her eyesight went back to normal and she got rid of the glasses and she, I think she like walked back into the DMV and got her license back. Um, there was another gentleman who, who I ended up meeting actually, who um, had had a stroke, and his symptoms were largely erased after I don't know since like six months of taking the stuff. Very interesting. So I was like, uh, sure, I'll just try eating it. So I've been eating it uh, for 18 months, and I felt that I definitely have a lot more energy. So um, a lot more like I guess you would call it like aerobic energy. Um, I know that there are a number of athletes who were either college athletes or you know semi-pro athletes, some pro athletes who were kind of like low in their game. They weren't top ranking, and after after they were taking these things, they just like went and became like sort of dominant people in their field. And the molecule is called carbon sixty or C sixty uh, for short, <clears throat> and what it is is a uh, it's a 60-sided carbon molecule that is the most is an extremely effective antioxidant. And oxidative stress, meaning the impact to our bodies of free radicals, is complicit in like most of your diseases, most of your illnesses. Your body has this sensitive system to eliminate the free radicals, but if 
healthy free radicals overcome your body's ability to um, to eliminate them, then you have the degradation of your cells and your telomeres, which control your aging, basically your age, and then ultimately your lifespan are shortened or affected <clears throat> such that when the cells divide, they get shorter and shorter. So the antioxidant, the thinking is, the C60, is that it eliminates the or most of the um, effects of oxidative stress on the body, meaning it's your performance as an athlete is improved. Many of the um, um, illnesses that you may have um, can be aided by your body not being attacked by these antioxidants so that your body's own like intelligent healing system can heal itself. And uh, that's definitely kind of like what I've felt in taking it. So um, for, for athletes or performance-based individuals interested in um, upping their game and trying something very new, um, I'm only I'm okay, not recommending it necessarily, just saying that I've been taking it and it's been pretty profound. I don't think there's any like FDA studies or anything like that on it. Then you might check out Carbon 60. Um, it's been helping a lot of people. Um, and I, I think you're probably going to see an explosion of interest in this stuff in the coming years. Dude, as soon as you started talking about it, I knew exactly what you're talking about because I just had my friend. I I don't know if you've met, know who he is. His name's Dr. Har Hari Kalsa. And uh, he's such a, such a fun guy and is all about just what is the leading forefront of medicine. And he, only two days ago, this has come into my consciousness. Only two days oh, ago. Wow. So now, yeah, <laughs> I wish it was 18 months ago. So uh, I tried to order some the other day and they were sold out. So now, this is like what we're talking about coincidence. So I am definitely getting my butt some C60 to give it a, a shot. Definitely want to try the patches. Um, and I've heard a lot about CBD as well. It seems like to be, you know, that's one of the ones that I just want to try personally, because I guess we have the most receptors in the body and everybody who, you know, I know people personally have cured themselves of cancer. So if let's say it's like something like, uh, um, vitamin C or something or something that the body can really use to improve and you just give it little bits, then who knows what the upgrade is going to be. So I'm super stoked that I, that you, you got that out because that is really important. And, and I've, I've only had two days to look into it, but I've watched a couple podcasts that, um, Har Hari had sent me and, you know, the one guy's a NASA researcher and that's the guy you're speaking about. And he, you know, his mom had uh, dementia and like, that's, that's, that's pretty intense, you know? Yeah. So he's, I was one of his early guinea pigs. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. Um, I, I know that like this stuff C60 is really hard to get a hold of because the manufacturing process is just very timely and expensive. And then on top of that, you don't, you don't want to eat, you don't want to consume carbon 60 that's been, only only made for industrial purposes meaning like it's got potentially solvents in there that you don't want to eat um <clears throat> so the purity i think is going to become a, a an important factor i know that um the gentleman we're speaking about uh gets it from he, he's, he's kind of neurotically pure in his sourcing um but you might uh well there's there's a couple of different places where you can get it online but look for the where I get it is Live Longer Labs, um, but I know there's a couple of different places. But if you search Live Longer Labs, you can find it. Um, that's that's really interesting that you just heard about that. Uh, I like you. Like I'm convinced that this is going to be a very big thing. And it's if you can do if you can stop oxidative stress, if you can limit the shortening of the telomeres all of like, you know, a huge amount of modern medicine or physiological knowledge would tell you that you can live 100, 200, 300 plus years. And that would be normal. It's, it's kind of, as far as we can tell, it's oxidative stress and your telomere shortening. That's what you call aging, right? You stop that. And then, you know, then death starts to look more like a disease that should be cured than um, this kind of inevitable thing that we all face that always comes too soon, right? <clears throat> yep yeah it's an brother. example of how the future might be very different than what we imagine and might be actually quite nigh as well there's this, also this idea that the the future is here it's just unevenly distributed somebody said that and i think it was a really brilliant quote 
So um, yeah, I mean, for those of us that are have our ears to the to the internet's right and are willing to experiment on ourselves a little bit in a cautious way, um, the future might be here for us, right? It's unevenly distributed in our advantage. Um, but you know, if that's speaking to you, then check it out. Um, so I don't I don't really get a lot of exercise, but uh, so I'm not I'm not like measuring my performance or anything. But for you, since um, you know you you do that kind of stuff. I think uh, how it affects you would be more obvious and we could get a little bit more like more, more than just like anecdotal atom talk, right? That you like some more like uh, you, you have more experience on which to draw with a baseline condition than me. <laughs> like the most scientific so why don't, why don't you take it for, <laughs> why don't you take it for three months or six months and then I'll start a YouTube channel and I'll interview you about your, uh, your experience with carbon 60. Sounds good, man. I like it. Cool. Man, brother, oh, I'm so glad you, you dropped that last nugget. That's super important. If I had not heard about it just two days ago, I would just be going super deep on it because I think it is some really fascinating uh, new information, you know, and, and there are breakthroughs um, happening all the time if we're if we're open. And the thing is, that, what do they say? Like the revolution will not be televised, all that kind of stuff. You know, for me, when I'm, when I'm looking at new information and willing to experiment on myself in consciousness realms, plant medicine, um, putting something into my body, you know, my body's sacred and, and I'm like, okay, I want my own consciousness to be able to do it. And, you know, science and technology is catching up. And if I can look at and, and do due diligence and see the human being and then the story and how it was birthed. Well, if it's like a, a benevolent story, if it just all seems to add up, then I'm willing to check it out. And especially if, you know, someone that I know is doing it, maybe I'll let, you know, a buddy go try first. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, you know, the athlete in me too, when your kids, you know, the first one to jump off or the first one to try it in snowboarding, you know, one, one of us takes the leap. But if we can, if we can add up enough uh, ducks in a row for it to make sense for us. And I think a lot of these breakthroughs come through trauma and they come through suffering and they come through medicine, right? And this one came from, you know, wanting to heal his mother. And, and so when you look at stories like that, you know, and you just roll it around in your heart for a little bit, just feel into it, you know, some of them will make more sense to you than others. And so, you know, I just advise people to, to look for their alternative medicines and they are, you know, starting with natural healing um, first and then, you know, moving outwards, you know, not just band-aiding the problem, but fascinating stuff. Um, man, thank you so much. You want to add something? Go for it. Oh, well, it, what I was talking about earlier about following the clues and synchronicities, mm -hmm. like, sometimes if you hear about something twice or more in a short sign, like time span, that's kind of like a clue or a synchronicity to follow. So for you, you know, maybe that's like another data point for you to consider like trying it. Oh yeah. I would, dude, I was all in with Har Hari, man. That guy was so okay. good. Oh, he's so great. We've been <laughs> chatting since the podcast. I met him in California and he's, he's such a great character and I'll show you his website, the stuff that he's into as far as healing. He's got a rife machine. He's got all kinds of stuff, man. And <laughs> to me, it looks all legit, all square. And a lot of the the technologies, although they're, let's say, futuristic and, and, and creating miracles that can be measured, um, they're not that expensive, you know, for, for health. And what I have seen, what I felt intuitively since a very young age is that I was immortal. Now, maybe that meant spiritually and that's what I felt. But I also felt like my I wasn't afraid of being 100. Again, could have been youth because I'm young and, you know ignorant and don't know I'm about to die. Um, but the older I get in this path of really researching consciousness and reality and um, this pursuit, immortality keeps coming up. And, uh, you know, in the Bible, they live to eight or 900 years. And I think that if we stop poisoning ourselves with crap and we look at modern technology in a benevolent way and we take care of our bodies and we most importantly, master our consciousness with what is possible. Um, that's going to be the leap. We can really make these huge leaps in consciousness and begin to affect our bodies through central nervous system. And, and people like Wim Hof are already doing these things. People are doing miraculous things and this can be taught. And so, you know, 
you know, I am all for that we should be living healthy well into, you know, one and 200. And I think that we very, very, very may well see that or walk into it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would be surprised if we didn't see it in our lifetimes that our, our lifespans double. Um, and not just as a result of better intercessory surgery and medicine, um, but really more on the lifestyle side, right? So um, on longevity, as opposed to helping you overcome what would normally be a mortal illness when it happens. Mm-hmm. Quality yeah. longevity as well. Of course, nobody wants to live 200 years in pain, right? So you want to yeah. actually <laughs> have a higher quality yeah. of life. And I, th- I think the approaches that are going to be successful are the approaches that are going to work by uh, mechanism, like through means that as a result, your quality of life is also increased. So for example, if it's carbon mm-hmm. 60, um, if you're helping the body live longer by reducing the oxidative stress and uh, resisting telomere shortening, you're also going to feel good. Your organs are going to be younger, um, and you're going to like have more resources internally available to you. And and so that tells me that that's probably one of the C60 as a technology is probably like a one of these technologies that is going to be part of a longevity regime because it does contribute to the quality of life as well as the extension of life. Amazing. Yep. Yep. I feel it too, man. And I'm, de- I'm definitely, definitely going to try it out. Well, my friend, it has been an honor, a privilege. It's been fascinating. Um, so before we go, do you have any last nuggets you want to share with us? Any, <laughs> any other secret gems? I bet you that there's a vault in that brain of yours with probably a thousand, but you can only share like a little, little nugget of, but anything that you want to leave the listeners with or any, you know, nuggets you want to dive deep into. I'm still here, man. Oh God. I think mean, there's a lot of stuff. Um, probably just means they don't get out <laughs> enough. Um, You're welcome back well, anytime. See. So we did consciousness and global consciousness and plasma and energy medicine and C60 and technology in the future. I think that's probably enough. Um, but maybe we'll, yeah. 90 minutes of me prattling on is, is, is sufficient yeah yeah brother well you know as as more stuff comes down the pipe you're always welcome back on the show man and uh thank you so much for coming on thank you for your work thank you for for walking the path of integrity and intention and for me that's that's all that's required in this you know new planet and new way we're going everybody just be full of integrity and set your intention, you know, to serve others as well, you know, make sure you can swim and do your thing, but serve others. And I definitely see that in you um, loud and clear. And I'm, and I'm grateful for you, brother. So thank you. Um, where can people find more about your work and, and, and what you're up to if they want to follow? Sure. Uh, well, they can uh, follow the Entangled Project. We have a mobile app that's almost done. I know I've been saying that forever, but it is actually almost done. Uh, you can go to entangled.org or just search consciousness app in Google. And it's the first few pages of things that come up. There's a, a waiting list for you to get on um, and get the app when it's available. And um, I think there's something like 11,000 people waiting for it right now. And we're going to start chunking that up and inviting people. We're sort of in the beta test uh, phase, the public beta now. But you'll get there eventually, I promise. Um, and uh, Luminos the patches, luminos.com. Just search Luminos. And uh, yeah, Carbon60, C60. Um, all of these internet searches will get you there. And uh, so, thanks very much. This has been fun. My pleasure, brother. My pleasure. Well, uh, have a great day, man. Thanks so much for coming on. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Catch you in the next episode. Peace. All right, everybody, that wraps up part two with the man, Adam Curry. I hope that you enjoyed that. I'm going to send some links below uh, for the C60 that he recommends, uh, which which I literally just received 
uh, my first two bottles. So I'll let you know how that goes. Um, always excited to be the guinea pig in new technologies. Um, Adam sent out some luminous. I haven't been able to uh, practice it or not practice it. Geez, I experience it just yet. Um, so I'll let you know how that goes as well. Really excited to check that out. Um, all sorts of new amazing technologies coming out. I have been working with the Sync Tuition. They've been great. Uh, really easy meditations because it's 3D binaural beats. So if you don't like meditation or you don't know how, um, it kind of makes meditation easy through a 3D sound experience. Um, you can check that out at mattbelair.com store. Um, go over to mattbelair.com, set up for the email list. And if you want to get a lucid dreaming ebook and guided meditation, just go forward slash lucid dreaming and you can check that out. And yeah, if you want to support the podcast, just leaving reviews and shares are super great. And I love you for that. And I love you anyways. And that wraps it up. So, you know, the holidays are coming. This is the first time I'm saying it and we're still far out. So I'm curious how many more times I'll say it. Uh, and, you know, it's a time for for peace and community and family and just reset and figure out what we're going to do for the new year, what we want to create. Uh, you know, if you're stressing over the holidays, don't. That's You don't need to do that. That's, that's a choice. Don't stress. Um you know, just, just relax, just take in a few deep breaths, just be grateful for what you have and, and, you know, you know, just do your best, be kind, remember that you're perfect, whole, balanced, harmonious, full of self-love, self-worth, worthy right now as you are, and so just to close this one out, uh, we'll just do a quick meditation as we always do, and I'll just invite you to take a deep breath wherever you are, and even if you're in public, just center yourself, show people what's up, you can do it. You're the master of your consciousness, the master of your reality. So just stop whatever you're doing and set the intention to come to a peaceful state just for a few moments right now. So taking a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just let it out slowly. And then just focus your attention on your heart, placing your awareness on your heart because where you place your attention, you place your energy and since your heart is eternal and is always coherent, you'll bring the body naturally into a coherent state. So as you continue to focus on your heart, just continue with big, long, deep breaths. Just imagine your heart's energy field enveloping your entire body five feet around a powerful orb of your heart, the strong magnetic field that's emitted from your heart. And then just imagine a light from the universe coming down and charging that field. Energy from the sun and the galaxy and all of source, just charging that field, knowing that you're a part of everything. There is no separation. Just charging and magnifying that energy field and sending you love and support and coherence and the earth's energy coming up through your feet and charging that energy field even more. Feeling protected by source, connected to the earth, just emanating as a powerful being. Just imagine in your mind's eye, you as an infinite multidimensional being of love and light. See yourself as an energy form, just emanating love and kindness and certainty and connection. Send this energy out to your friends, your family, to your enemies, to people who have harmed you and caused you pain and suffering just send them love and healing and forgiveness and gratitude and all of your best wishes send that energy out to the entire planet to all beings and now as you continue to relax you can stay in this state as long as you'd like just continuing to focus on your heart for as long as you'd like Thanks again for coming along another episode, and I'll see you in the next one.